Okay, guys, here we have a new episode of The Great Debates, and I've got a topic. Steve Healy taking the pro four minutes on the clock. Networking is so important. Hi, I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. The simple fact is that you're going to get a job, uh, meet your spouse, hear about a new apartment, hear about an interesting social event that will lead to opportunities from people you know. Now, networking is kind of like if you try too hard at it, it can backfire, but that doesn't mean that it's not a super important activity for life. Give you some examples. Dave, I know your current job you basically got because people know your reputation as a writer. You're here on the great debates because you know me and Dan from going way back. Everything that's happening in your life, you know, Esther from being at a party and meeting her. So everything in your life comes from the social network that you formed around you. And I think the more we explore each individual's life, the more we'd find that to be true. may not be necessarily fair. I'm not saying that networking is uh, great or like a perfect way to do things, but it's so, so important. Okay, I'm Dave King. I'm taking the con. Networking is not that important. First of all, as Healy said, it can. I mean, the first thing I wrote down is uh, networking can backfire, and Healy brought it up himself. Anyone who's too overeager, someone who's really trying just to network, I mean, when you think about what that means, what that means is you're trying to make associations with people just for the sake of making those associations. People are savvy. They see through that. You can make connections without actually networking. The best connections that are made come arise from things like common interests, things like having a similar sense of humor. Those are connections that you make with people not from networking, just going through life with passion and with like a desire to share experiences. If you're going through life trying with a sort of like, you know, cynical, not necessarily even cynical, but just sort of like a calculating, let's say, uh, way of approaching events and people, there, people are going to see through that. So not only is like, so it, it, that's that's the problem with networking, I think, is that like A, people see through it, it can backfire, and B, the real way to make human uh, connection is not through networking, but through shared interests. Okay, this is kind of, there's going to be shaping up to be kind of an interesting debate because I think in a lot of ways we're agreeing, but I think Dave is failing to really fairly engage with the topic. Just because doing something in a sort of grody, uh, goals-driven way uh, defeats it, that doesn't mean that the activity itself is not important. For instance, I think we can agree that money is somewhat important, but if you devote your life to making money, that's kind of gross. It's better off to have a sort of Zen attitude where um, you're just following your passion and things will sort of, the, the way the universe operates, it'll sort of flow to you that way. In a similar way, networking Although it, it, it can be degrading to uh, focus your energy on networking and, and think about it in such a goal-driven way, that doesn't change the fact that networking is crucial. Dave hasn't rebutted any of my points that his career, his social life, but his those, extracurriculars all come from networking. Well, they simply haven't. I mean, the con connections I made with those people didn't... I don't consider myself a very good networker, and I didn't like go out and seek relationships with people who I'm now working with in any way. And the people that like, who gave me my first jobs aren't people I networked with. They were my like friends from real life. Now that's, I don't think true for most so people. They were but since, from your social network. Yeah, but I didn't network with them. 
Well, I mean, uh, I networking think you, isn't important. Networking, fact, building really from... a social network is really important. I think you're you're putting down a sort of um, directed and. Um, but Healy, people who are your friends, you wouldn't really consider part of your like. I, I think that. The, oh, well, are you serious? We barely got anywhere. I'm just, oh my god, I'm just getting heated up. Oh, I don't know. I could keep going on this. It's interesting. Well, it was turning into more of a discussion than a debate, I fear. Mm. But Dan, you tell us what you think. Oh, man. No, I, I hear you. And maybe we can ease into some post chat continues the debate. I'd like First that. of all, I thought it's interesting. We don't really get a lot of sort of earnest debates here on the great debates. <laughs> <laughs> and this one sort of felt like there was some earnestness to it, which I really appreciated. Uh, so I'd like to just begin by acknowledging. Mm. That I think I was very attractive, but attracted uh, to Dave's argument, as you might imagine. Um, you know, and maybe oh, that Haley is pissed. I can see and it. and I and I can I knew he I know Haley will be pissed about me <laughs> saying this because I think that it, he feels like his his sort of central rebuttal point is being ignored entirely. Um. And I don't know if it is or if it's just a less compelling point. And that may sound harsh, but I think that's kind of, mm. if I'm translating my feelings into oh, language. I mean, a moderator's job is to be harsh sometimes. Sometimes you need <laughs> that tough love. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I had Dave in a headlock uh, this whole debate and just kept punching him and it didn't really after that, it was irrelevant. I've never, you never think, you never have an objective take on the situation. I've never heard you say, like, I think Dave won that. You no, 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 that's not true. I've won. definitely felt you, 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 you always have slammed. Think, you always <laughs> think that it's like, uh, that it's a one-sided <laughs> Healy had it from wire to wire. <laughs> no, I've <laughs> definitely felt you've had some good clean wins. So well, here, I think okay. just what happened here is that because I I certainly found that when Healy started that I I couldn't imagine being convinced otherwise other than than Healy's point of view, but I think Dave sort of successfully reframed mm. the whole thing the in a, in a way that yeah. I I found to be compelling. That's so much of debating is shifting the frame. Mm. And for our young debaters out there, you know, if you if you're not. If you're frame shifting, you're finding you're having difficulty with it, that's fine. If it's something that takes a lot of practice, that's normal. It's a difficult move. And if you choose the wrong frame to shift to, that's also a common mistake we see. So you well, also, maybe it's a bit like networking in which, like, if you're trying to do it, it's, exactly it's going to come right. off as unnatural. Have, that's exactly right. Just naturally right. let the frame shift. You know? Let the mm-hmm. frame shift. And if you if it's obvious that you're shifting, yeah. uh, that will only hurt you and your cause. I like to say follow the frame rather than shift. <laughs> you know? I love that. Let mm. the frame. I love that. It's there. Just find it. I mean, Healy, let me ask you this to sort of continue our discussion a little bit. And Medina, obviously, I'm curious. Do you consider like, okay, so like if my friends are part of my social network, is my family part of my social network? Like, I don't Mm. think either of them are. I think, I, I so. think you I think you did, you know, to give you credit, you did successfully hit at the idea that networking really uh, is 
when you're doing it on purpose, you know, yes. like have forming friendships. Would we call that? Would we, is it fair to call that networking? I don't think so. Right. Okay. Good. I'm glad you agree with that. E- but even yeah. though you had to defend it in the debate. All right. Hmm. It feels have like we ever- did wander into host chat. In oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I'm, season's been pretty tight. Not a ton of host chit chat. No, we're waist deep right now though. Um, have you ever put yourself in a situation, Healy or Medina, where you were like, I am just going to network, like either tonight or like for a month or like at an event or something? I can't ever imagine without like unironically saying, like, I'm here to network. Hmm. Not necessarily in a like a place or particular setting. Uh-huh. But I find that in my work life, I do try to make sort of maybe bullshit connections with people that will help me out later when I need a favor or something like that. Okay. I and that. I, I think that they're like sort of satisfying in a way, you know, you can always find something to like about someone. Yeah. So it's not totally disingenuous, but I try to, I guess, work it a little bit, you know. It's interesting that you went to the word bullshit so quickly that that's almost a part of networking. Yes. Bullshit. Making bullshit connections. Yes. I a- um, joined something called the Los Angeles World Affairs Council not that long mm-hmm. ago. A couple of years sure. ago because a friend of mine was doing a book <laughs> talk at the Los Angeles World Affairs Council and... I've kept up with it. A membership is only like $70 and you get invited to these like breakfast and stuff. It seems like the point is networking. I've never mm. successfully networked anybody there. Does the vaguest name I've ever heard for an organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of Well, you know what they'll have is like there? they'll have like a former yeah. secretary of energy will give a talk or something. <laughs> Okay. I went to that talk sounds by like that guy. Still gives me no sense about what this organization. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's vague. It's vague. Yeah. And the people there are like accountants and lawyers and kind of weird. Mm. They seem to be desiring to network and also failing to network at the events. It's it's <laughs> a strange vibe. Have you met anyone in the World Affairs, the Committee of World Affairs, that you then like had lunch with outside of the? No, meetings? couldn't even okay. say a name of okay. one of those people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Great. You've really right. failed to network there. Yeah, it was yeah. a busted attempt at networking. Should we hit another top? I'm feeling. Yeah, please. I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> Get us out of whatever this sense. is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got. I got one for you. I think oh, we good. should. Um, interestingly, I think we could do a coin toss on who should take the pro on this one. Okay. What's the top? Um, the top is. The New York Knicks could beat up the U.S. Senate. Okay. Okay. Right. So, Which as, is life-affirming there. Yeah, to our new listeners, <laughs> um, generally, Healy, t- we default position is Healy takes the pro, but we also like him to take the more life-affirming position, which is definition of which we have never really agreed on. But which is the more, I don't know. Healy I'll take the needs- Senate. You know what? I'll take the Senate. I'll take the Senate. Okay, so wait, that means I'm taking the pro? Yeah. Okay. Do it. All right, I'm Dave King. I'm taking the pro. The New York Knicks could easily beat up the U.S. Senate. One thing, let's start with the basic facts. The New York Knicks were talking about 12 players, and also I would assume I get the coaching staff. That's another five or six people. Healy, do I get the coaches? No. Okay, 
that's fine. I'll take the starting five plus the bench. That's usually, I believe, the roster, I think, is 12 people, 10 to 12 people, something like that. Give me 12. Um, these are people who are, uh, look, let's just start with the basic obvious things. These are prime athletes in the prime of their career. They're also giants. Have you ever seen any basketball player, professional basketball player up close? They're so tall. They're so muscular. They're so strong. Can you imagine a less fit class of people than the U.S. Senate? They're like literally 80 and 90 years old. Diane Feinstein, I think, is like 89 years old. The average age must be at least in the 70s. We're talking about frail people. We're talking about sick people. We're talking also about not people who are not going to want to put up a fight. If you're a senator and, the, and you start getting attacked by one of the New York Knicks, what are you going to do? Actually try to, like, fight back? No, you're going to cower in fear you're going to try to protect yourself. You're going to put your hands over your head. And the Knicks are going to absolutely kick your teeth in and destroy you. End of opening statement. Okay. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the con. Definitely think a lot of damage is going to be done. We're assuming that uh, the Senate is lining up against the 12 Knicks. Yes. Uh, oh, I like Diane this. Feinstein. Yeah, this is good, actually, Healy. I do think, let's say, let, just for fun a little bit, and yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. I like that. It's a hun- it's 100 versus 12. They're lining up, like, kind of. Lining where up. We, Memorial where Field in Needham. It's oh, a spring day. Okay, so it's yeah. a typical high school football field. They, they line start, up at the two end zones. They line up at the two goal lines. and Whistle then blows. At the, Great. Okay. 12 They don't have 100. to run at each other. No, of course. Necessarily. Okay, good. All right, go ahead. Okay, Resume now your opening picture statement. how this is good. Yes, I, I concede Diane Feinstein probably going to go down. Suzanne Collins probably going to go down. But I don't have the number at the top of my head. There's probably, I'm going to guess there's somewhere between 10 and 20 U.S. military veterans in the Senate. Let's say half oh, of those are way too old to fight. That's a overestimate. But Okay, okay, fine. But there's, I, I bet there's a, as many as there are Knicks who've had some serious combat training. They're going to be ready to fight. Plus, there's a hundred of them. And the senators I can think of at the top of my head, we've got, okay, we've got Marco Rubio, right? Angry little guy. He's going to be gnarly. He's going to be punching. He's the, tiny. the Knicks are not going to be able to. There's a lot. There's, they're going to swarm attack these guys. There's going to be a lot of Ted Cruz, big. Uh, a lot of aggression Ted there. Cruz. Uh, I think, don't we have an astronaut? Isn't uh, Mark Kelly? Yeah, Mark or, Kelly uh, Kelly's was an astronaut. Okay, yeah. see? He's, he's a be an very old amazing astronaut. Amazing shape. Yeah, he's not that old. I, don't, I think he's under 60. I used to know the senators a lot better. I think most of them are old, but there, there's a lot. Think of the clawing, fighting, bitter anger you have to have inside you to get to the U.S. Senate. These oh, are just nasty the opposite. street fighters. That's These just the not... opposite. The thing that defines a U.S. senator is that they're like non-confrontational. They're good at compromise. Wrong, wrong, they're wrong, political. Wrong. They please no. other people. They, they operate everyone... in a nasty party machinery. They have a job. At any given second, there's 100 people trying to take their job. There's 100 psychopaths that they're surrounded by. These are nasty the, little fighters, and they are going to get dirty. Think of the people, Healy. Think of the Guys people like you're Angus describing. King from Mitt me. Romney? He's going to be he's a, throwing these are... nasty little punches. He's going to be okay. 
the Knicks, there's 12 of them. There's 100 senators coming at them. <clears throat> there's going to be some nasty punches thrown. They're going to hit in the kidney. Joe Manchin's going to be in there. He's a gnarly little guy. He's going to be fighting hard, punching, uh, gouging eyes. They're going to play dirty, dude. Okay. And okay, Julius like Randle plays we've... for the New York Knicks, right? Julius Randle, I believe, is, uh, I'll, I don't know, someone should look it up, but he's probably like six foot eight or something. Julius okay, Randall how many senators in... can he take at a time? Four? It... Can he take four? It, he doesn't need to take them that many at a time, Healy. Sure he does. He can... the, the senator's going to... The Senate, when it has to, can be Do you united. really think they, that they have well, okay, voted hundred to nothing? The, this as recently Healy, as this picture, what's actually if they have happening? To pull it together while and really Julius kick ass Randall, the Knicks, while will. Julius Randle is, let's say he only takes two people at a time. Let's say he takes Marco okay. Rubio and takes, Susan uh, Collins and bangs their heads together and instantly yeah. kills both of them. Yeah, Tammy Duckworth, a great example of a veteran. <laughs> okay, but meanwhile, Marco Rubio is gnawing on his hamstring, doing something psychotic. We can't even predict. He's going to be fighting so nasty. Healy. It's going to be gross. There's okay, going to be so a, an, Healy's, uh, Let me just invite the listener and Medina to picture the reality of the situation, which again is one of the the Knicks go on instant offense. They start bashing heads. If you are a typical senator, which is to say, like basically a seventy year old person, are you going to actually like try to bite Julius Randall's hand while he's beating up two of your yes. colleagues, or are These, you going okay, to try picture, to fucking I don't know the, run out of the end one zone? Sec. Which is, yeah, okay, go pause ahead. for one sec. Okay, now we've got Tommy. Gonna, by the way, let me just finish this. You're gonna try to run. We're gonna try to run away. Run away, and Obi Toppin or one of the other Knicks is going to catch you okay, and fine. tackle you. Obi Toppin's got Suzanne Collins in a headlock. Right? He doesn't <coughs> like it. He's fighting a woman. It's gross. Tommy Tuberville, who is a football star and a gentleman from Alabama, no like this, a lot of traditional no rights, happy to do this. Traditional sense a- of honor. He's going to go hog on this guy. It's going to get nasty. There's going to be blood. I predict, look, I predict we should assume there might be 40 Senate uh, casualties killed or knocked that's unconscious. beating them up. But that's going to be exhausting for the Knicks. That's going to be ex- There's still 60 <coughs> senators standing. These are like the best badly damaged, now in the badly world. damaged NBA squad. You the really remaining gonna senators are going to finish these guys off. Than Mitt Romney and Ted Cruz? Oh, they're Mitt not going to be able shape. to run 20 Ted yards. Ted Cruz is 200 pounds. Like, he can you know, do some damage on these guys. I don't, I think he can distract he, one. He Nick. literally couldn't okay. even like Mitt Romney can handle one Nick hand on for, it. for a little while. Healy, that's absurd. Tommy Tuberville can handle one Nick for a little while. Not forever. Marco Rubio can handle one Nick. Kelly can handle one Nick. Okay. Add it up. We've got each Nick with an able-bodied Senator plus the remaining, uh, what? 85 senators. Just going nuts on these guys, dogpiling them. I think Susan Collins and Diane Feinstein and Alex Padilla, the three of them, could take a nick. <laughs> <laughs> they could, but like, I, yes, it depends okay, what you mean good. by take. So, no, hold on, let me keep so going. Three it depends 12? what you what you mean by take them. Like, they might be able to occupy their attention for a little while, but within five minutes, they're going to be beat to shit. I'm just gonna like casually run down the height and weight of the Knicks roster. Oh, just like this is alphabetically. So this is sort Are you of like randomly. Because if you're looking yeah. this up, I'm going to take this time to look up some some. Go stats ahead, look up, look up. Please look up some of the senators. Six three one ninety five six six two fifteen six six two fifteen six six two zero five six nine two thirty two six four two ten. 
These guys are 28, 21, 30, 29, 36, 21, 22, 21, 27. These are prime athletes. These are like, you couldn't design a better fighting squad to take on the U.S. Senate. And you're putting them outside a memorial field where they're like, the Knicks are just going to absolutely, there's no way the senators could even escape them. The, the best chance they have, and I know our listeners aren't that familiar with the terrain of Memorial Field, but the best chance that they have would be to run out the back end zone and get in the cars that are would be parked and like try to like hot uh what do you call it when hotwire a car in the junior parking lot at Needham High School and drive out of there. And even if they did, the Knicks would be able to catch them. Okay, and beat the shit out. And we've got. Joni Ernst, uh, Iowa National Guard Lieutenant Colonel. She's going nuts. Pat Roberts, Marine Corps veteran, is there. Lindsey Graham. This They're guy's a veterans. psycho. You want to see this guy Lindsay really fight? Graham is like he's a crazy. Alaska's Dan Sullivan, Colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps, served in Afghanistan. I mean, it's going to be gnarly. It's going to be a nasty little fight. I agree there's going to be a lot of damage on both sides, but there's no way that 100 senators, 17 of whom served in the military, can't handle 12 Knicks. They served in the military like 40 years ago, and one of them is wheelchair-bound because of her service, at least one of them. I believe others are wounded. Yeah, but I, wrong? I mean, that'll also be a factor because the Knicks will, they'll be, they won't have the, I think they won't have the killer instinct of the senators. They won't well, be ready that, to really like do damage on uh, Tammy Duckworth. Are you really gonna like? You tell me the Knicks are really just gonna wail on Tammy Duckworth? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what the parameters are here. The but will the subject to fight is, will exist among the senators. These are the people whose is, job is just fighting Knicks, for their survival the, every day. The New York Knicks could be well. So are the Knicks, dude. I mean, do you think? The, do you really think that they like you don't have to Come be on. hyper competitive to get to the NBA? Yeah, uh, like, is, you have you to really be hyper competitive, but. Who do you think is a more like vicious, uh, infighting gnarliness? I think it's the senators on average. In terms of the psychology, I would definitely maybe, take the but senators. That's, but you're obviously like you; those things don't translate into brute physical strength. Sure, like, they just do. Because, they totally just do. Because the the yeah, like the Senate is comprised of like worse people who are more prone to like yes, that's a factor in a in a street brawl. That's absolutely a factor. Yeah, it's not nearly as much of a factor as, like, who actually has, like, the biggest muscles. And let's just drill down here a little bit because the topic is the New York Knicks could beat up the U.S. Senate, right? So I think that is that makes me assume that, like, what we're talking about here is it's not necessarily a fight to the death, but it's like, could they or couldn't they? No, it's no, not, this is, I thought we agreed to fight to the death or a fight till... You know, Great. If it over, is a fight, no one the can death, move. Oh, then the Knicks are absolutely going to win because it, you like that takes Healy. That pulls out all of the sort of like killer instinct or like they're not going to want to have to like beat up a woman in a wheelchair. Well, if the stakes yeah. are we're fighting until everyone's dead or everyone is like yeah, it's immobile, still going to be hard to beat then, up a yeah, woman Tammy in a Duckworth, wheelchair. Uh, the, it's what. It's still going to be hard for them to beat up on a wo- woman in a wheelchair. I don't care what but, the stakes are. It's just going to, there's going to be some kind pleasant. of conscience. I, I actually think this is kind of interesting. I think most of the Knicks would have more of a conscience than your typical U.S. senator, and they will not. Yeah, but a just conscience doesn't come into play when it's a fight to the death. Like if the stakes are literally like you're going to, it's kill or be killed. No, and it's no, easier I to mean, kill Danny to the Duckworth than it is to kill Derrick Rose. That's the bottom line. It's like 
These people, like, that's the other thing is, like, if you're saying it's a fight to the death, you've got to now inflict damage on the Knicks somehow. So it's not just that, like, oh, yeah. the U.S. Senate has to survive. They have to, like, outlast I mean, Roger Wicker is going to be in there just to pull gonna... eyeballs out. It's going to be awful. Yeah, but Tom again, Cotton, like, these professional athletes Ranger are school, going to be this able is gonna to be nasty, man. their eyeballs. This is going to be nasty. It's going to be a nasty little fight, but at the end of it, Tom Cotton's still going to be standing. There's going to be 40 or so senators dead or permanently disabled, and the entire Knicks team will be dead or permanently disabled. The dead. notion that Tom Cotton is oh, somehow okay. like more... What's that? I was, I was throwing it to Dan, but you want oh, to keep going. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry. No, no, no. We're done. I just... The, uh, <laughs> we're done. It's fine. I'm, But I am upset. Good. <sighs> <laughs> wow. Um... You know, I could see it going both ways here. I mean, the there's big only fight. one way to find out. <laughs> I think so. I think we've got to get this going somehow. <clears throat> I think I think mostly I'm going to focus on what I felt was left on the table. Fair. Um, which is that I think, Dave, the big thing you left out is that the Knicks are a are a team. Oh, that's great. And yeah, they can they play basketball together and they're used to working together as a yeah. tightly knit team. So they can figure out so, a strategy, a defense, whatever, and come up with a way to work together to fend off blah blah mm -hmm. blah. Healy, I think maybe what was left was was really focusing on the the way the topic is structured, which is that okay. the Senate just has to keep from getting beat up. They don't necessarily have to beat up the Knicks. Right, yeah, that's true. So getting 100 people to somehow subdue and or um, restrain 12 people so that they can't continue to beat each other up. Right. Um or beat them up, that is if that's effectively winning, I think. Yeah. That being said, I really liked both performances. And <laughs> um I don't know. I think the maybe what tugged at me most was the call outs, the sort of weirdly vivid call outs of the more nasty and aggressive senators who might be able to pitch in and fight. You sort of had me at Manch Joe Manchin there a little bit, <laughs> and Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> okay, well, Dave, take a second here. Pretend you're yeah. coaching the Senate. Okay, right. And uh -huh. what are you uh -huh. going to tell them to do in this situation? Now, that's a good question. I think you have to say, like, stick to groups of seven or something. Right. Get we need like if you're if you're teams of seven squads of seven six yep. or seven like if you consider yourself like just simply too frail or like if you're over the age of eighty five just sit this out for right now if you're if you feel <laughs> at all able bodied then team up teams of six or seven do not you know just like prepare yourselves to take on one guy at a time. 
And if a second guy comes to like take on your group, then another group needs to come over of six or seven needs to come over to help try to beat this guy. And then I don't know, tactically hand to hand, what are you trying to do? I think you're right. You got to go for like, you got to go as dirty as you can. You got to go for eyeballs. You got to go for testicles. You got to go for yeah. like fingers. These are you got to try to break guys. someone's fingers. Yeah, it's going to be. Impossible. They're not actually built for fighting. I, I would say maybe well, like well. I don't know. When you have a big reach, you can do a lot of damage. Yeah. You can man. keep a a a, li- a guy who is compact and beefy, it, it's hard for them to get at you if you can throw a punch like far from your body. Okay, but imagine so we, I we, think there's we get to send to it together, that. we form a phalanx. Yes, Diane, get mm-hmm. in the in the center, but then we've got rings upon rings of, mm-hmm. you know, your maybe. and maybe even send out a Chuck Grasley as a sort of Distraction, a sacrifice. Maybe he's got some old man strength. He gets a couple blows in. Who knows? It's so ludicrous. The idea that he might get a couple blows in. Like, what are you talking about? He's going to get stopped to death instantly. I I think, honestly, the real question is, like, how many guns would you need to give the Senate to make it a fair fight? I think if they would need like two, if they got like two handguns. I think you're not fairly picturing a hundred people. Like it's pretty, even 12 yeah. really strong, great athletes beating up a hundred people. would Even if they just stood there and took it, it would be kind of exhausting. And you, I think you could put together, I, I don't have the Senate roster like memorized the way a, a true politics junkie should, mm. but I think you could put together 20 able-bodied uh, fighters. It feels like I there should be a pay-per-view yeah. of, if it's not going to be the Knicks in the U.S. Senate, like a hundred sort of like right. boomers plus versus right. oh, that's 11 good. Oh, athletes. a generational battle is interesting. Right. You know what I mean? hundred well, boomers that's kind of what we're talking oh, about. Oh, basketball team. Should we put this event on? Uh Yeah. Can we somehow sort of promoters? sponsor this? Yeah. I think it's pretty disgusting. I'd rather we know Don King. And just talk about we, could, it. we did. We, we met do Don, know Don King. King, friend of the is show, Don King. Is he still alive? <laughs> uh, great question. Uh, let's find out super quickly. Okay. Uh, I was going to say you could throw a quick micro on here about whether he's still alive or not. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, he is alive. He's 90 years old and he's wow. hanging in there. Okay. I mean, he might be dead by the time this airs, whenever that is, but for God now. forbid. <laughs> now, he has stopped a man. Yeah, I didn't necessarily think we needed to go there, but that is true. He knows a thing or two about uh, beating someone up. The stomp <laughs> will be a death. move for the senators, for oh, sure. Oh, God. I don't know why exactly, but I do think just to mix it up a little... I think the Knicks should have to wear suit and tie and the Senators should get to wear basketball jerseys. <laughs> I love that. Although they might be very uncomfortable. Uh, You're right. The Senators. Okay. Jim, and they get to wear like gym that. shorts or whatever. They get to be <laughs> yeah. whatever sweatpants, you know. I got to say the, perf- well, maybe I'm going too far here, but the, I didn't think the performance of Congress on January 6th was like super heroic, Right. Well, what were they supposed to do, man? I don't I mean, know, they but they didn't like they all basically ran away and hid in fear they from ran. a disorganized yeah. mob. That yeah, suggests to me that right move. Well, yes, <laughs> but it wasn't like in Andrew Jackson's day they would have like beat the guys up, right? Yes, 
Yeah, yes. someone might have died or something. I mean, yeah, well, well people did die. That's no, I'm defending yes, the country. I mean, in, you know, it's a yeah, it's yeah. a war. Okay, oh. so okay, I think we're done. We, right? Some kind of like a mint, yeah. Or I think that was. Type. I would. Yeah, I think our audience. You, I think it's a good idea <laughs> for anyone listening to have like Just a yeah, little, a gla- uh, like a sorbetto of a. Yes. Yes. yes, a Just little espresso or something for now. a little bit. The visions <laughs> I have in my head are very dark. I can see this mm. event very vividly. Mm. Well, it is. I it have helped me. You chose a specific location of the high school <laughs> football field in Eden, Massachusetts, which is very easy for me to picture. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous setting. <laughs> um, Medina, what were you going to say, bud? Well, I got a little palate cleanser here okay great that i want to offer you guys and really our listeners to sort of get us out of there so that we all have sweet dreams tonight oh okay a sweet dreams Um, debate yeah a sweet dreams debate so i'm gonna have healy take the pro this is approvable which just means that we obviously can figure out whether or not it's true but neither of you know whether this is actually true or not uh, as you engage in the debate. So the topic, Steve Healy taking the pro, Matthew McConaughey is in the film U571. Hi, I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Uh, just to let you know, listeners, this I submitted this topic. I saw that the movie was on TV uh, not that long ago. I, I saw this movie in the theater. Um, you did? Mm-hmm. I don't remember whether McConaughey is like in it. No, I okay. disagree. I submitted the. I, I stopped okay. myself from watching the movie on TV because I was like, "Wait, is Matthew McConaughey?" Is? I was going to check, but then I was like, "This would make a good debate." Here's the one thing I know about the movie. Well, actually, I know that the movie has a cool plot. It's very tense. It's like some Americans have to get on a German submarine and capture the Ultra Machine so they can break the codes. Or maybe it's Enigma. I forgot. And they have to break the codes, but then they end up on the German submarine and then the uh, allies are attacking it or something, something like that. And they have to survive crazy twists and turns. John Bon Jovi's in the movie. I know that. John Bon, there's no way John Bon Jovi was the lead. They didn't greenlight a John Bon Jovi movie. So this is a, and it's a <laughs> submarine movie. So it's all male actors, and it's from the era like before McConaughey really like hit with True Detective yeah. and stuff and became kind of a guy. Exactly the kind of movie he would have been in. He's exactly the kind of action star he would have needed for this movie. He's at this time kind of anonymous, and so I think he could have slid right in there and it would have forgotten about it. Um. And I think he would have been a great actor as a submarine. Maybe he plays the captain or something or the, or John Bon Jovi doesn't like him because he's dispatched from intelligence already. I'm kind of seeing a movie, whether it was a movie that I saw, I don't know, (laughs) but I feel confident that this would have been a great movie with McConaughey in it. Uh, Probably they tried to get McConaughey at this time. He was definitely uh, considered. I don't know who they did get. It's going to be somebody like McConaughey if it wasn't McConaughey. So I think Matthew McConaughey is almost certainly in the movie uh, U571. Um, okay, I'm taking the con. Matthew McConaughey was not in the movie U571, and I actually think I'm going to use the fact that Healy saw it in my argument. Uh, That's fair. I've never, been introduced. Seen, I've never seen a movie that ha- 
and forgotten that Matthew McConaughey was in it. Matthew McConaughey is a memorable performer. He's very oh, okay. See, the, the, right there, I can tell you're not a Matthew McConaughey fan because he's. It, it, I think Matthew he's McConaughey. Fine. Is he in Amistad? Do you know? Is he in the Lincoln see, Lawyer? I haven't we'll seen see. Amistad. You yes, don't know. He is yeah. in the Lincoln Lawyer. He is the titular Lincoln Lawyer. He's the I've star seen... of Amistad. People okay, don't even know. They don't it. remember. I he's in a bunch it. of romantic you comedies. saw this movie. He had I'm a saying... period where he was a basically replacement level actor. Actually, not had... true. Because I happen to have read um, the uh, the like oral history of uh, Dazed and Confused, uh, a movie okay. by the way I have not seen. Um, okay. But he, uh, the, if I do remember his uh, like he, the the arc of his career was basically it was like yeah. almost nothing. Dazed and Confused, boom, international superstar. Like he no wrong became... wrong wrong wrong. You have a let me correct you on your history of Matthew McConaughey. Nothing. Dazed and confused. Uh-huh. Yeah. Basically replacement level actor in a bunch of romantic comedies, a bunch of sort of action movies nobody remembers, who remembers Sahara. Exactly the people this who saw it remember when, that he was in it. They may not this remember. This is what when he would have been in U571. Sometime around in here. A, a mid-budget kind of action movie they don't really even make anymore. Decided to he needed to do something, changed his whole stop being in romantic comedies, of which he was in many. Read booted his career Dallas Buyers Club won an Oscar around the same time as True Detective became a huge superstar basically switched into being in the Matthew McConaughey business that's where we're at now but there's a huge period there of generic fare not special movies I'm not saying that the movies them I, I should maybe I should have said international superstar but I should say leading man or at least prominent roles like he wasn't playing like you know, I think if he's in U five seven one, it's a prominent role, no question. But then, all the more reason why you would remember it. And in fact, earlier you said that this was like the era where he would kind of sneak into a movie, and you wouldn't remember it. Now you're saying, "Oh no, he might have been like a prominent role," and for some reason, I just don't remember it. But that doesn't happen. He is a prominent <laughs> role in a fairly forgettable entertainment. You know, just a movie from the time when they were cranking out movies. Yes. But that describes he's, a lot of there. Matthew McConaughey movies, and I remember every one of them. At least I remember that he was in it. I mean, I certainly remember Matthew McConaughey being in it more than I remember details about the movie. I watched The Lincoln Lawyer actually like a year ago. I'd never seen it, and I don't really remember much from it except that I didn't. I was like, oh, it's actually a guy who does his work out of a Lincoln car. I didn't know that. And that's about it. And I actually couldn't even tell you other actors except for Trace Adkins, who I remember was in it. But like, I think that's who it was. Um, But like, uh, yeah, but there's a, he's a no doubter. It's Matthew McConaughey. I'll give you another Yeah, now that's you going back with the the power of history. And I think if you went back to U571 right now, you'd be like, oh yeah, Matthew McConaughey's in this. Similar phenomenon. But at another the time, that, here's just another reason why you would have by remembered. Your There's that uh, guy. Yeah, another reason why you would have remembered that he was in it is that like he he can't do he can't perform without his accent, and he would have so been wrong, like, so wrong, so wrong, Dave. I, I hate arguing with a guy who does not know his McConaughey about okay, the topic. Take it it's back. outrageous. If, I'll take it back. In an all-American submarine movie, they would have cast Matthew McConaughey to play a Southern man or a Texas man. He would have no, had his no, draw. No, no, no. Maybe they cast him as a by-the-book Naval Academy. This is when McConaughey was an he actor, not a personality. Anyway. You're missing the key transition in McConaughey's life. Guy. 
You're not going to cast Matthew McConaughey to play the by the book, like dorky man's the periscope. He's going to sure be the did. late. He was, late. he was that in the uh, Grisham film, which I don't even remember what it was, but he was basically like a guy. In Isn't the movie, that interesting? You don't even remember the movie, but you remember that he yes. was in it. Exactly my point. Well, I know because it was a big part of his uh, Greenlight's autobiography, which I recommend. Did you say you you read the oral history of Daisy Confused, but you've never seen the movie? I still haven't seen it. I'm My intention was to read the book and then watch the movie, and then I never got around to watching the movie. But I kind of found it weird, interesting as a as its own artifact of history. Sure, uh, I guess. So, but wasn't it like kind of confusing? Whatever. No, I mean, just, you know, it probably would have shed a. If I had seen the movie, I, I admit <laughs> that I might have understood a few, some more of the references. But, you know, it's a book mostly about the making of the movie as opposed to, like, the actual document that is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I can't I wait any longer. It. Was he in yeah. this movie or not? Okay. We gotta, first, we got to find out who won the debate, and then we got to find out was he in yes, it or not. Yes, There's no way was... he was in this movie. The chances are just too small. He wasn't in 95% yeah, of the wait, movie's don't, don't Hold on, Dave. Don't. That's coloring the debate. I mean, that's maybe okay, that's sorry, the point sorry. of the debate. I'm sorry, I'm know, trying but to it feels get like in after the bill. I think that um, it's just too, I'm I'm drawn by two things. One is the unforgettable nature of Matthew McConaughey's presence in just about any film, whether his role is large or small. And 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 Days and Confused is a great example. He plays a relatively small role. He's not a central character. You guys are getting trapped in a tautology where he's unforgettable in certain unforgettable roles. But the whole Amistad thing is a great point. Okay. Did you see Amistad? (laughs) No, I've never seen Amistad. So that's why, Uh, of course, I mean, that's why you don't remember that he's in. I don't know, but maybe there's things that, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know where I land on this. Let's, all right. Let's get to the actual fact. What he's not in the movie, is he? Did you, did you look it up? You're not gonna believe this. No way. Wait, I'm gonna look it up. If you look up U571, it says <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, comma Bill Paxton. What? Wait, what is that? Yeah, it's the two top. Wow. He's the top build oh, ca- cast. Healy, that's Matthew bullshit, man. You knew he was in it. I swear, you I was. I was it. gonna say thirty to forty percent chance. I mean, wow. I did see it, so it was in yeah. my subconscious somewhere. But wow, I forgot about Bill Paxton. I, I was right well, that John Bon Jovi's in it. Right? Yeah, Harvey wow. Keitel. Man, this is just a Dave, fair of you to call bullshit on that. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I think I did you. submit I it in the you. spirit of debate. I mean. I had no idea Harvey Keitel was in it. That's crazy. Wow. Who's this man? I am just, I'm shocked that he's the top billed guy. Uh, crazy. <laughs> 2000. I can't wow. believe it. This was deep so in your did. subconscious, Healy. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Dave's, okay. now, Healy, this Dave's is point yeah. was right. You were, Dave, you were right. He's unforgettable in films. And Healy just, Healy just didn't know that he hadn't forgotten it. I think yeah. also, Healy, your like your chronology is a little off because 
he did Dazed and Confused, and then he does like a Time to Kill Contact Amistad U571, and then he pivoted to romantic comedies. Or is that what you said? Then yeah. he pivots to uh, Wedding Planner, How to Lose a Guy, Failure, yeah. Launch, Fool's Gold. Pivoted or sort of descended. I don't know. Well, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it is. But then, yeah, Lincoln Lawyer 2011, Magic Mike. Yep. Okay. Wow, he Here's what I want to know. Amazing. This is the only thing I care about, really, is listeners out there, if you looked it up during the debate, you have to recuse yourself and... For next time, next time we do approval, you can't look it up. You have to wait until the end, okay? Mm. Um, so the ones who waited, how many of you were pounding the table because you knew that he's in the film? And then how many had no idea and were as shocked as I was when we had the reveal? Just send us an email I knew I didn't know in the subject line. Right, we yeah, want to We want to count that up. GreatDebate69 at gmail.com. Yeah, actually, we prefer regular mail. We don't have a <laughs> mailing address. but We if you don't want to give out our addresses. No, wanna, but... no, obviously not. Huge mistake. But, um... Whew. All right, let's tie wow. a bow on this and put it to sleep. That was amazing. You know what we should do? I had a great... Is, uh, we should put like a, each of us have an Amazon wish list, and you could buy stuff for us depending on who you thought won the debate. <laughs> 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 Batteries. I need some travel toothpaste. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I feel All right, that was exhilarating. Yeah. Uh, really surprising. fun. We gave. We you got your money's worth, listeners, with this one. <laughs> I think so. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for coming out and. Um, entering the debate hall with us today and we'll see you very soon again on the great debates can you see the real me can you can you the great debates is produced by mark caricello the theme song was composed by christopher knight the debaters are steve healy and dave king and the podcast is moderated by dan medina <laughs>